recording. Welcome everybody to the DQ and Q Lifestyle Podcast with me, Marcus, and we're going to talk about erratic and volatile behaviour. <laughs> yeah, so erratic and volatile behaviour. I grew up where people around me were erratic, were erratic and volatile. Um, mum and dad, in particular, dad was like more anger issue. Mum like mental health declining at that time due to her own. Um, due to life, just life being hard. At the time, I couldn't see it. I did obviously I was a kid, so I didn't understand what was like going on. Do you know what I mean? Um, it was only through the therapy that I started to understand that obviously it's not on purpose. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I started mimicking behaviors of somebody that's been erratic and growing up. Mum's going through some stuff, and she was erratic and volatile I you know as a, a young child I would be like the victim of this in a sense um, where I would it would hurt me and, and you know I'd be upset and cry and stuff then obviously as time goes by not obviously I'm getting older because time's going by like it could be days weeks months whatever but I'm, it's not a big leap I'm quickly learning to do the same back I've mentioned this before about like I was, as I'm learning about this on the TC, I remembered like how it's learnt behaviour. So that's what I'm saying. So as I'm, as this is coming down to me and I'm absorbing this, I'm firing it back and it's just a way to protect yourself in a sense. You'd, I'm learning a defence mechanism of being aggressive back. <clears throat> um, and I remember as I'm listening to certain things in the groups and it just hit me about like, and talking about learned behaviour, so I'm learning about learned behaviour, and it hit me about Jamie <clears throat> Kyle. And I mentioned this before about how the mums and daughters in particular were like dead on the same in terms of how they're both attacking the other person in the other chair. And I thought, right, okay, that's what made the penny drop. But this isn't the reason why my erratic and volatile break so being erratic is like being unpredictable and same as volatile so erratic's more jerky in a sense you could see it as that do you know what I mean and uh, volatile is for example a shook up cola bottle becomes it's volatile you can see it's volatile and you know that when you undo the lid it's going to go everywhere so that's like volatility it's not stable it means so that's not the reason why on the roads I was like that. Because I wasn't, I was scared. Do you know what I mean? So although that was in me, it was in me to a certain point. Um, it was just in the household, really. And it's amongst, like, family, really. Not really friends. A little bit with friends. But obviously, as I started chilling with people that were, like, rough or rougher, I didn't display this because the self-preservation there was to be me come out and quiet, uh, invisible kind of thing. And then obviously I've released the rage and then that's where I was able to be more, because on the streets, being erratic and volatile is rewarded. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're on the roads or when you're young, like it's like a gang v gang, like because it's not gang v gang, but it's like, one or two might have, well one one of your boys might have got a problem with another set of lads or another lad, so you've all got beef with each other. And it's hardly for like my boy 
to have trouble with one of their boys and we all meet up and I just be like, hmm, hmm. All on this is, speak. You have spoken, now speak. You have spoken. I decree that this is, and then I come with some resolution, shake hands, and there we go. Like, that ain't happening. That ain't getting rewarded. The man ain't be like, what? Give you a Colton, like, no, Will Smith just gives Colton a flipping back at it. You be like, what the? F-? That is not, in that scene, violence is rewarded. The most erratic is rewarded. The most volatile. Do you know what I mean? The man, like, the two people might be chatting, like, sternly with each other, you know, they're having serious conversations, like, yeah, but, but the, I'm not listening to that. And then one of the man goes, yo, do you know what? Fuck this. Boom. He's volatile. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it pops and we all know what happens. So yeah, it gets rewarded. So then it's like a reward scheme or um it's reward scheme. I can't think what the what, what the word is what I'm trying to say, but it's basically a reward reward scheme. You're getting rewarded and you're getting more points, stars and stripes for being more erratic. So <clears throat> you know, get backs, broad daylights. Just kicking off like that out of the blue, just saying, oh, fuck this, and just being on it, you know, bare damage, it, like, hideous damage, like, being all that is just rewarded. So then you're getting, like, when it comes to the needs again, you're getting your um, love and care. You're, you're getting closer and closer to the centre of this thing, um, which is where the warmth is, which is where the love and care is. To be honest, you know what, I will go into it. I will go into it actually. Um, so yeah, so that's where the erratic and volatile behavior becomes, and then it becomes ingrained habit. Like that's just what you do. So then it's like a lot of people, some people can just do it like here and there. By here and there, I mean they can do it on the streets and then like at home like a different guy. Some people just do it all over the board. So a lot of people may even like, as life gets harder or get as people get older, they stop being it like on road and then they take it like, it's just literally in relationships. It's literally with family. Do you know what I mean? Like they're doing it with their own boys. They're not really going outside of their, they're not on a gang thing no more. They're not on like a opting no more. They're like forget all that. They don't want no trouble with any outside sources now, but they're just erratic and volatile now. So it's like, they're going to a pub and that, and they're just doing it there, they're doing it in the house, do you know what I mean? Like, they're doing it when they go to the mums, they're just doing it, like, with their friends when they're just having a little drink up in someone's house or whatever, like, they're just doing it, left, right and centre, do you know what I mean? It just becomes, <clears throat> they just become like a dickhead, do you know what I mean? And it becomes, like, hard to get, because that's just how you are now. You're just erratic and volatile. Obviously, some people just grow up like that anyway, do you know what I mean? Um, so, like I said, I did, but then I didn't show it on the roads, until, what was the breaking point? I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was the flying kick story that I told. It was, it was because obviously I threw the flying kick and then I was, I missed the flying kick. But then I started throwing punches and the punches were, um, you know, it. you could see by what, like, because it's the way... Like on the last the pod where I was talking about that, the way the way I was going on about it is because of how people were talking to me afterwards, like or talking about me while I'm there, like, yo, did you see what he was doing? It was like this and that, and they were like recreate <laughs> they were like recreating my bit and what the guy was doing and like so obviously I can't really remember because obviously I just got into like a blind rage and I'm doing my thing and my thing was was what it was, do you know what I mean? 
and that's that was the point where so that was the point where that happened and up until that I was a nobody and just my voice wasn't heard and it matter and then from that point forward I started to count more do you know what I mean yeah because I'd never had because everyone else had done something on like so everyone knew what people were capable of but no one knew what I was capable of until that happened do you know what I mean so I was took more serious. I wasn't like just a serious man all of a sudden. Uh, people would take note more and they'd want me to do more. Do you know what I mean? Um, was it that? I think it was that. So what it was, it was like, I was straight elevated to like more than half the, like above half the mandate. I'd raised, risen in the flipping leagues. I was like, do you know what I mean? I was not far from the top. I was like 20 man, it's 25 man, 30 man. I'd I, I raise up quite quick from, I don't know where I was in the lower leagues, whatever, because it was kind of obviously assumed due to my like stature that like I can do bits and bats, but never did anything. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, people that had a different stature to me were doing doing the most at some points. Even people are sometimes worried like, yo, don't you. <laughs> this man's not a serious man, but it will get busy. You know, the ones there was I, I didn't got busy at that time. I'm going to say to like that guy, like, don't you do some mud. Cause you're gonna end up killing somebody or something, do you know what I mean? Like when he just does his like little one pops or his little mud thing, do you know what I mean? Um because he would die in for the respect of his cousin. Obviously for remind him as well, but it was mainly his cousin because his cousin was up there still. Um so yeah, the erratic and volatile behaviour is rewarded. And like you say, you're getting that love and that care and stuff and so on and so forth, and it's hard to break free. Um what else did I want to talk about? No. Listen, I can't, I can't remember what I was going to go into, yeah? But I'm going to go into re resources quickly. Because, like, my boy on the TC kept, like, talking about, like, resources. And I'm thinking, like, what are you... It's a resource, it's a resource. Like, what the fuck's a resource? What, what do you mean? Do you know what I mean? Ultimately, I began to realise that, like, I've mentioned it on the pod before. But because I didn't know, I'll explain so people can understand what their resources are. So, obviously, I'm doing therapy... So the main resource for the therapy was the groups, uh, the community, the group meetings, the community meetings, the staff, in terms of like the counselor, the therapist, and the uh, the screws that were facilitators of the groups. They knew their bit of stuff, all knew different things, um, so you could go to different ones for different bits, because they all excelled in like a different bit, like whatever meant meant more to them. Not in all of it, they wasn't well rounded. Not all of them. Some were more rounded than the others, but some had a good understanding of a certain bit that meant something to them. And you could tell that when they're speaking about certain things, because that's what they focused on. Like when when people get questioned in the, like uh, like the community meetings, especially because obviously that's when you're with all the facilitators, where you had your facilitator. Every group had two facilitators each, um, but some groups were a bit unstable because they didn't have because staff were coming and going and this and that. It was like group three was just a bit up and down in terms of like who they had. Um, so yeah, then you'd see like what the questioning was, what their questioning was. Like she might always question that bit. Or if it doesn't pop up or it doesn't seem a fit, like she doesn't pipe up, do you know what I mean? Or he might question that bit. Um, so yeah, so there were like resources there. Obviously I mentioned like going to the library. Um, so books basically was a resource, like counselling books, therapy books. Um, <coughs> but it wasn't just a library, it was a resource for books. It was ordering off Amazon. It was getting people to buy them from other sources and getting them, and getting them sent in. Um, it was getting them to go online, look online, and then like they can email it into you by e like they email it to the jail on email a prisoner, 
then the prison like, prints it off and then you get it posted through your door so you're reading this email that's been printed out. So you get thick, like loads, like 60 pages sometimes, mad. It costs like 10, 15p a fucking... <coughs> um, 10, 15p a, like a page or something. I might have been more, I think it was like 60p for like a reply. They could, and the reply was like, they didn't email you with a reply sheet and the reply sheet was just like, right between these two lines. So it's an A3 sheet and it's got like two black bars. It's like right between these two lines. Then you'd write whatever you want to write and then you'd like put internal post it, turn post it internally. And then obviously like the schools would come and take it to like wherever they take it in the prison. And they must scan it and email it back to your people, you know, the ones there. So yeah, so that was a resource. Getting on courses, which I did like a counseling skills, mentoring. So getting that, like, so there were, like a few other resources. There was like people on other wings, like other uh, psychologists and stuff that I could reach out to. Um, just the prisoners in, in general, I've mentioned them before. So basically like for yourself, like it could be like the internet, going to the library, you know, buying books off like Amazon or wherever. Um, using services that are about, any kind of service that might like help. Um, if you're a man, Andy's Man Club, there's the, at least like one in every, near of every town and city. Sheffield's got two, Barnsley's got two, Rotherham's got two. Um, but literally, these laws, there's 50, 60, 70, 100, I don't know how many there is. Literally, from the tip of the country to the to the top of the country. Um, <coughs> and like listening to people and seeing what they're saying. Um, courses, again, out here, get you on some courses, whether it's a free online course or get yourself learned, uh, signed up to your local um, college or uni like well maybe not uni at this moment in time but like local college courses or whatever um attending seminars or any speaking you know what i mean even like biographies can be good no autobiographies biographies can be good but autobiographies would be better because it's written by the actual person you know what i mean um and if they're somewhere where you want to be if you want to be like i don't know you want to excel in something and one of the best resources is to like listen to people's stories, you know what I mean? So like even like so if you don't know anyone personally that's like where you want to be and listen to how they got there and like all the setbacks and stuff. And obviously you need to know what the feelings are that are gonna pop up like how did they feel when these things in because we get disheartened or a mad feeling pops up like oh there's no point. You lose hope and you just don't do it no more. But you're literally this close from completing it. You've done this much work over days, weeks, months, years, whatever. And you're literally this far from the end and you just got disheartened because of like something fell through or you're waiting on something or you didn't have no patience or whatever. So it's good to like read autobiographies because they can tell you like the ups and downs and the pitfalls. It's about really like getting connecting with that. Do you know what I mean? Like putting yourself in your place with your plans. So if you've got a plan, reading someone that got to where you were and then understanding like, all right, then that's where they got to with this bit. And then this is what may happen. And then like say, putting yourself in their shoes, using that empathy in it. Like that's like a superpower. That's so uh, empathy. I'm saying about like self-fulfilling prophecy. It's not really. You feel like you've got one, but it's not. It's not a superpower. Uh, but empathy is vulnerability. Empathy, you know what I mean? Not vulnerability, empathy. Um, so yeah, so they're your resources in terms of like getting to where you want to be. Do you know what I mean? Like just looking up to someone like, um, yeah, and that's it. Like, because they've got the blueprint, innit? Do you know what I mean? And kind of like follow the recipe. Like, if I'm like, want to make chocolate chip cookies, I'm not throwing anchovies in there, sprinkling some cheese and putting some flipping bleach in it, I ain't following the recipe, you know what I mean? But I can make a variation of some chocolate chip, put a bit of spice, you know what I mean? In there, something like, 
just do a little something, different chocolate, different kind. Do you know what I mean? I can do something else to make a variation because that's my recipe. But I followed the basic recipe. That's the blueprint. You know, the ones there. Um, there was something that I wanted to talk about there, which has literally left my mind. It was something about, like, young lads. And it tied into the erratic and volatile behaviour and how... And how... Um, like the point system, I think. Hmm. Anyway, that's got to be it for now. Because it's late, I'm tired, and I can't think what that is. But yeah, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Hold tight, everybody. So I've seen on the map again, New Zealand, per is it Perth in New Zealand? No, it's not Perth in New Zealand. It's somewhere in New Zealand. Forgive me for forgetting. It's Perth in Western Australia. Accra. In Ghana, uh, somewhere in Colombia, I think they're on a couple of places in America, a couple of new places uh, like Seattle and somewhere else, or Atlanta. Big up yourselves. Hopefully, I'm keeping you entertained. Things are going to change soon. I just want to get all this out and off my chest, and then we're going to move. Okay, Marcus, DQQ Last Up Podcast. Mm-hmm.